right, welcome to In Your Corner with Core Physical Therapy. My name is Scott McKenzie, and this podcast is uniquely positioned. And what I mean by that, we bring the medical industry, the medical professionals to you, and we talk about better pain management. We talk about rehab after surgery. We talk about improved mobility. And we talk about preventative care. And you know what else? We talk about so much more on this particular podcast. Now, thank you for joining this podcast. So let's get on with the interview. All right, Brett, welcome to In Your Corner with Core Physical Therapy. Absolute honor that you have found time in your busy schedule to talk to the wonderful listeners of Cora Physical Therapy and In Your Corner podcast listeners. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Scott. Thank you. Excellent. Excellent. All right, let's level set. Let's just sort of make sure that we've got uh, who Brett is real quick. Give us a little background on who you are. Where did you come from and where do you live now and all that good stuff? Hi, Scott. My name is uh, Brett Kolnick. I was born in New York, but I uh, grew up since kindergarten in uh, sunny South Florida, actually Hollywood, Florida. And I've lived in Tennessee for like the last uh, 14 years. I live in Knoxville, Tennessee. I'm a regional vice president uh, of operations in Knoxville, Tennessee. I like the state of Tennessee. And it's, it's probably getting a little cooler up there, right? Right now, right? A little, little fallish? Well, it's, it's starting. Yep. Fall's begun. See, I, I, uh, down here in Louisiana, it, um, it's not. <laughs> still. Still sticky, muggy. And I'm looking forward to when that is not the case. All right. This is uh, PT Appreciation Month. It should be PT Appreciation Year. How's that? Just... Let's just sort of throw it out there because you guys are, uh, the PTs are doing such incredible work, making our lives better. That's that's a fact, Jack, no doubt about it. But you get a month. So we're going to just celebrate you in a month. Now, just, just as we start flowing through this, um, you know my passion for PT. I am not a PT. I just stay at a Holiday Inn and I feel like I am. But the reality is, is that... Uh, I love the profession. I love the people and, and uh, the innovation that takes place within this, this profession. How long have you been a, a PT? I've been a PT since I was a physical therapy assistant before I was a PT. So I've been in the physical therapy field for over 24 years. And if you're looking out on video, he's a young, scrapping looking guy. So big time <laughs> kudos. Kind, Scott. <laughs> you're kind buddy <laughs> yeah all right that one of the questions that do we do ask as a result of celebrating there's uh, there's reasons you know you just and what i'm finding that there is uh there's always something that nobody just wakes up and says ah i want to be a pt maybe they do but there's always more to it and there's always a passion and there's a big heart around it give us your reason why uh you decided to become a pt well, thank you, Scott. I appreciate the opportunity to uh, tell my story. Uh, God, my story is uh, unique to myself. Where I, I never wanted to. Uh, I'll start back this. When I was uh, younger, I have uh, two younger brothers, and um, my youngest brother Ryan, when he was born, um, he was born healthy, and then within about four or five months, he had to get. Uh, he's gotten a lot of seizures. I remember him getting uh, significant seizures and rushed to the hospital. Uh, to make a long story short, he was uh, later diagnosed with spinal meningitis. And spinal meningitis is the uh, best way to describe in a layman's terms. It's communication fluid that uh, goes from the spine to the brain 
and back and forth through the meninges. The meninges, and it's like getting a cold when you're a, a baby, and inflammation of the meninges, and which reduced the cerebral spinal fluid to my brother's brain, which uh, caused him to have uh, cerebral palsy. And uh, so now, you know, I was uh, maybe seven years old um, when um, my brother was uh, born. So I remember my father wasn't around. So it was just my other brother and my mom and my sister being very close to my youngest brother and uh, just playing with him, being with him, spending time with him and not even realizing what I was doing in life and just playing sports and just being a kid. But then throughout the years, as uh, that gone on and he was doing therapy and I would go with my mom and, and we'd have home therapy and um, really not even just, just trying to be a kid and spend time with my brother. Uh, later that I realized that I was actually doing therapy with my brother and helping my brother so he can walk better, have more balance, uh, have more stability, be able to function better, um, uh, that I was doing physical therapy. But I never put that together till later on uh, till we started doing Special Olympics and, and, and as he was getting older and, you know, I was playing sports, my other brother's playing sports and all uh, my brother Ryan wanted to do was be just the same. And, you know, um, you know, he called special needs, but really um, he didn't want to be special. He just wanted to be just like his brothers. Yeah. So when, you know, when it came to uh, just playing sports and doing that, I realized, um, the gift of what it gave him and what it gave other people that are a lot less fortunate than what my brother was and the excitement, the fun, and just everyone really to be normal, just to be like everyone else. And uh, that's was my calling. And that's when I uh, felt that this is what I wanted to do. Now, when, when you, you were just engaged, it was naturally out of love. You desired that your, your brother be part of the gang and hang out with uh, you and your other brother and all of that good stuff. Did you, by chance, uh, how did you learn about treatment to your brother? Did, it just, did your mom come home and say, your brother needs that, 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 or did you go to the, the therapy, the therapist, and, and at that time you're, you're sort of observed and you're saying, oh, I got it, I got it, I'll help him out. How did you do well, that? You know, it started when I was younger. I was a teenager. So my brother was still developing and I was a teenager. And, and, and you know, whether he used to be able to walk and then from and all, there's multiple surgeries. When someone has cerebral palsy, like my brother had, he's had multiple, multiple surgeries. He had surgeries on uh, on his eyes. His eyes were crossing. So yeah. he had surgery on his eyes. And, and you know, as you go to therapy, uh, just regarding that, you don't think about that. How does physical therapy affect the eyes? But it affects his balance, affects his walking, it affects, uh, he has patches over his eyes, uh, his sensory, his balance. Um, you know, I, I wasn't in therapy school at all. I was in high school. I was uh, playing football uh, and just being a kid. But um, doing those things with him, also, you know, balancing, getting him to walking. And then when he wasn't able to walk, whether he was using crutches and just learning that. And had I learned that, they would have home therapy. Um, when we go. had, we, we would go to therapy. He would go to physical therapy office. I would go with him. Um, you know, also it was difficult. We had a car that was very low. So my mom had a lot of back in. And, um, you know, even uh, when she had to work, 
And so in between football practice and school and, and, and just normal day-to-day activities, just being able to lift him. My brother was a bigger kid, being able to lift him and put him into a car. You know, we didn't have uh, yeah. at that time, I get to this later, we didn't have a uh, electrical wheelchair or a van or anything like that. We couldn't afford that. It, we didn't have that. So I was very much involved on in just the day-to-day activities. Um, and then you start learning. Learning, nurse at a house, and then at a point, my brother had to be like uh, to go to the bathroom, and you know I had to help him with with that, and um, so to do things like that that you had to do um, on a day to day basis just becomes second nature. So you don't even realize you're doing physical therapy, you're just taking care of your brother. Then it's yeah. as I got older, and uh, was suggested that this is what you should do, or maybe a good thing for you to do. You know, first it was, uh, you know, they had want to be around sports and be around athletes, but my calling was really to uh, being with children at first and special needs children. But that got tra- challenging because it was very hard. Um, and, and especially as my uh, brother, you know, he's not with us anymore. He's in heaven looking down on us. Um, it was hard to do that because um, I wanted to do that in, in, in honor of him, memory of him, but also brought back a lot of memories that was hard for me to uh, work with. Um, uh, so some, some t- challenging, uh, tough, tough times um, back in the day. So uh, um, you, you, your brother was young, developed uh, the condition. Uh, you, you've seen multiple stages of, of your, your brother's journey. It just is. Is there a challenge mentally and and emotionally when you're applying the treatments you're saying okay here we are let's continue let's just keep pushing and yet the the results are not positive they're just like day in day out do you see any results do you see any improvement take take us through that type of thought process um, well, I don't, I don't do treatment as much anymore now, but back in the day when I was doing therapy, but, but me, even before I was a physical therapist, I'll discuss, um, you got to keep going. I mean, you don't quit. You just got to keep going, um, you know, because if, if I gave up on my brother or people like that, then what else do they have? And uh, one thing that always sat with me, it wasn't Ryan's fault that this was his problem. That this was a, this was his challenge, not a problem. He didn't look at it as a problem. His his attitude was great. It was never not why me, why me, why is this? I remember just one time in my whole life with him. It was after he had a uh, shunt revision. A shunt revision, and he had multiple surgeries. A shunt revision is uh, uh, it helps pump the spinal fluid that's in your brain. So he had brain surgery, and there's like a bowl a bulb that's in his uh, in his skull that helps with the pumping of the of the cerebral spinal fluid. Yeah. Kind of divert the spine. They use a tube that goes from his brain down to uh, down towards the spinal cord and stuff. But it basically it, it moves the fluid for him. And sometimes as you get older and the, the 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 tube that goes down gets kinked up and they have to readjust it, which means it's brain surgery. But there was only one time in his whole life that I remember him saying, Why, why is this happening? And and that was a very challenging time that I still remember that. But outside of that, uh, Ryan just kept going. Ryan brought, you know, a lot of love and happiness, even to this day. 
we celebrate his birthday and, 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 and even remember, remember his passing, I get people from all over that remember from uh, people that I grew up with, people for that um, I played ball with in college and just from all over that have known him and the effect he's had on their lives. Mm -hmm. on, on so to answer your question, it's a long answer. Um, there, you can never give up because my brother never wanted to give up. Um, he always wanted yeah. to keep going. Keep going. And so he's inspired me and a lot of people. And he's inspired me and in how I am, uh, live, try to live every day of my life. Now, you've been a, uh, a physical therapist for 24 years. Your brother passed away 17 years ago. So he was able to be part of you and, and your profession in uh, PT. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Now, because you've had such an impact at such an early age, and you just did it, you, you just you got up, you did it, it was just a part of your life, and, and it's just, how have you seen things change as a result of your journey with your brother, and then today, you know, that, you know, they, they retro houses, they've got special wheelchairs, and, and, and they focus in on even the ergonomics of, of caregivers, and how to, because you said, I see this picture of you and your brother, absolutely gorgeous. And uh, yeah, he's a big lad. Yeah, well, that picture is the most important picture I have in my life right there, um, outside of my children. Um, that picture right there, I don't know if anyone can see it. The picture was taken at a Special Olympics event. Um, and at the high school that I uh, went to school and played football at, at the track, and that was he was doing a 50 meter race. And um, I remember him being at the, uh, you know, I was in PT school at the time. And uh, we actually skipped school. It was a week to school on the weekends with like five of my buddies I went to school with. And we went there to go help out uh, and also be uh, partners and leaders with other adults and kids that were there. Um, and I remember him being at the starting gate and at the starting line and we were at the finish line and he's yelling like, let's do this. And then he was in a motorized wheelchair and, and I don't even know if he won or not. It didn't matter because everyone doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't even matter. But he was, uh, you see him there and, and he was so excited just that yeah. he was there and that, that, you know, Scott, that he felt like, you know, he would watch me and his other brother just play sports all the time. But now this is all about him yeah. and watching him compete and him being cheered on. And then you see in the background, um, that's my mom that's actually videoing yeah. the race. So that's a powerful picture. My mom's not with us, too. My mom and my brother, uh, my mom passed away due to cancer about uh, four weeks after my brother passed away yeah. 17 years ago. So uh, that picture is a big inspiration. It's in my picture in my bedroom that I see every day. Uh, keeps me going, keeps me believing, keeps me inspired. So, uh, you know, yeah, and, and how do things change today? You know, uh, yeah. and how do things change today uh, compared to then? I mean, you have more and more, uh, if you say special needs people that are working everywhere. Yeah. Um, you, you have, um, you know, wheelchair accessible bathrooms. Um, you know, not I have to take them up and down over steps and going up and down. There's more elevators and, and, and larger rooms and, and get in and out of uh, doors and rooms and things like that all over. Um, that's more mainstream. There's still challenges today 
Um, but I do know that there's more accessibility, there's more, there's more things. And, uh, and really what Ryan always wanted to be is there's nothing special about me. I'm like anyone else. And, uh, you know, people would say, oh, it's so great that you're like this or you guys are like that. With and, and, and I would somewhat, I appreciate that, but I, I didn't need pats on the back of that. What else yeah. are you supposed to do when you have your brother? That's what you're supposed to do. And so my lifelong journey when Ryan was alive um, was to make him just say he's like everyone else. And, and, you know, with friends and family and just people all around, everyone met him. They loved him. But they saw um, he just wanted to be another guy and hanging out. And that all had to do with physical therapy. That all had to do with that's why the physical therapy was yeah. so important. So yeah. he can't get up and walk as long as he was able to, or he can move in a wheelchair and he can use his arms to feed himself. All yeah. that had to come back to physical therapy. So then he didn't need help. And none of that would have been possible without physical therapy, as well as occupational therapy. There's also speech therapy involved, yeah. all this um, home health therapy, rehab therapy, inpatient rehab, uh, outpatient physical therapy um, was all part of his life and was all part of my life. So, you know, I've been really into physical therapy um, since I was seven years old. What's interesting is, is I would imagine that you have a, a special capability of of relating to families who are going into or or having the similar journey whatever level and and that that i i know that if i was in that that would be very comforting for me to know that all right cool all right i've got somebody that can relate yes are you familiar with an organization called we the 15 i am not we the 15 hashtag we the 15 uh says that 15 percent of the population, global population is disabled in some way, shape, or form. But the reality behind that is, to your point, the essence of what you're communicating is that there might be disabilities, but we just want to be normal. We just want to be treated. It's just like, there it is. I'm here, whatever. This is just who I am and be treated normally. And you know, I think that it puts, yeah, and that's important. It puts things in perspective. You know, we complain. Uh, most people about little things that go on in life. Um, and, you know, when you get someone like my brother or someone like my mom that had cancer and, you know, things that happen to the people that happens all over. And, and I don't you know, empathy for that. Everyone, everyone has their stuff. Everyone has something that goes on. Um, I, I just figured, learned a long time ago, how can I use their spirit um, as I pursue my life, as I work through my children, as I try to work with other people, um, how to inspire others and stay inspired in the passion. So the main thing was always just, man, he's, it's my brother. It's not Ryan that has cerebral palsy or Ryan has special needs. I mean, it's, it wasn't that we were at the Special Olympics. It was Ryan is able to compete. Um, yeah. We all wanted to compete. And he wanted, so it was really just to be normal to be like everyone else. Um, but he had a different perspective on things because he didn't use that as, as obstacles, like uh, he couldn't do things. And he lived till he was 29 years old. And um, he had a, you know, he had, still has an impact on people's lives. And I hear about that all the time. And people remind me of stories about him that is powerful about what he did and how he was and how he made other people feel. 
So for that sense, that's a true gift, you know, and this all comes back to my why, why the way I live my life more than just why I became a physical therapist um, because the impact that he's had and, and, and also all the great physical therapists along the way, how patients patient they were and the time that they spent with my brother. Um, and even my mom, my mom was going through a uh, chemotherapy, edema treatment and, um, and the time and, 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 and the love and the caring that they weren't just another patient. They were people that, uh, was very inspiring to me. And sometimes we lose focus of that. Yeah. And, um, we all do, including myself, you know, but we have to slow down and I have to work on that too. It's a challenge. But, yeah. uh, you know, get back to your beliefs and back to your core of uh, what what it's about for every day, because you don't know what one person is going through. Um, so um, everyone has challenges. Um, so that's why I have a great deal of respect for all physical therapists, because no one's there because they want to be there. They're there because they have to be there and they have to be inspired and motivated on why they need physical therapy and also w- where the plan is going. And understanding that. And that was always the case. And for Ryan, uh, it was just to be functional, be as independent as he could be. And then that's where it led to him at, before he passed. He was at a group home, but he had his own little apartment at a uh, in uh, Davie, Florida at a, uh, for a cerebral palsy patient. But they had he had his own apartment because that's what he wanted. He wanted independence. He had his own phone. He wanted to eat by himself. He, he uh, just wanted to be normal yeah how, how what's uh what is your brother doing your other brother, brother? brother? yeah craig he is a uh, police officer in uh, boca raton florida he's God doing very well him, boy. yeah is he safe yes safe <laughs> now does he have a similar story outside of you being a pt and and that journey uh was he also engaged I would imagine he's involved in sports at the time. And, and, and what was his, his approach to as well? Correct. Uh, you know, it was a group, it was a family effort, but I was also the oldest one. I was almost uh, one of the father figure. So, you know, especially uh, there was a time when I went away. So we both did things together, but I was the oldest one. I was driving first. Um, I wanted to take more of the, not, I'm going to say, Bert, I want to take more of the responsibility on my brother can live his life as well. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. mean that Craig is uh, a great man that didn't help. Of course he did. He did. Yeah, but I was the older, oldest one, and I wanted to be the one that uh, I thought that was my role. That was my responsibility. My father wasn't in the picture. So between you know my mom and, and, and myself and, and, and my other brother Craig, um, that was just my role to do that. And then uh, you know I went away to college for a while, so Craig took on the responsibility which was challenging for me to leave, uh, but I had to do that. Uh, it was my, what I needed to do in my life. But then when I came back, you know, um, I wanted my brother to move on with his life, Craig. Yeah. So uh, I took on uh, more of that responsibility. And, you know, there's sacrifices along the way. I, I have a great deal of respect, empathy, and feeling of families, not just the, the special needs person of the families around it and what's involved in that. And the day to day, you know, with my brother, you know, I also had to learn about nursing, 
my brother had to be catheterized every day. I don't know if you know what catheterizing, you know, to yeah. where he has to go to the, to go to the bathroom. He couldn't go yeah. by himself. His bladder wouldn't empty. So you learn how to do that several times a day for him. So you want to keep his humility. You want to keep him as independent. And you make jokes of it. You make fun of it. You have a good time with it. You don't, you don't uh, get stressed about it. Yeah. Um, and um, that was one of the challenges because you may have things that are going on outside in your life that are challenging and difficult, but you don't want to take that back into when you're working like with Ryan and I got to do this again. You yeah. don't want to do that. Right, but right. Sometimes right, you feel right. guilty because you feel like, oh my God, you know, I was sleeping or I was out and I had to come home and, and uh, do that. And I'm just being real. I'm not saying it's not perfect. Um, so I wanted to take that responsibility as much as I could from my brother. Um, by no means that mean he didn't help. Of course he did. Uh, my brother's a very loving brother. We were very, all three of us were very, very close, but you know, that's kind of the things that go on as, uh, with someone when you have someone that's special needs and uh, the things that you have to, that things that go on, People don't realize they see someone that may be in a wheelchair, someone that's uh, using their mouth to move a wheelchair or whatever it is, but they don't understand the day to day. I always have a soft place in my heart for the families, the brothers, the sisters, the grandparents that are around that because you have to, you want to keep that person's humility. You want to make them not feel that they're a burden ever. No one wants to be a burden, but you also, you have your own personal, uh, feelings uh and you have good days and bad days but that also has to be checked at the door when you're spending your time with that person and that's a very hard thing to do you just learn how to do it changes your life forever you take you know take things uh, you have different perspective on how you see things and how you work with people talk to people yeah. but um so so i see that and so when i see people that are or men women, boys, girls that are special needs. I always think about the people, the nucleus around that person and, and have and feel for what they have, what they uh, go through with that journey. I, I there's, there's a lot of heart and a lot of uh, determination and grit that exists. And, and I like your point about, yeah, you can't lay it at the feet. Let's say, your brother, Ryan, you can't come in and say, oh, I got to do this again. You can't do that because Ryan has to deal with the there's a there's a sense of humility. And correct me if I'm wrong. He's got to he can't help himself. And, and and I know how I would be. You'd sit there and go, gosh, I'm, I'm just creating a problem for for my big brother here, Brett. And, and I mean, you got to you got to have that on a daily basis, that conversation. And, and I agree with you 100 percent. That's a big deal. Yeah, and you also got to give him tough love too. No, I'm not doing that for you. You can do that. You know what he can. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah. no, Ryan. No, no. You don't feel sorry for them because they don't yeah. want that. Like I said, it all comes back to they want to feel like everyone else. Yeah, yeah. You want to feel like everyone else. No, Ryan, you can do that. Don't tell yeah. me you can do that. No, no, I'm not cutting your food for you. You can do that. Yeah. You know, as much as you want to do it, but that's um, you know, you learn that at an early age. Yeah. Um, like I said, it wasn't a, a father figure there, so. I didn't have a playbook to go through. Yeah. So believe me, there's a lot of mistakes and challenges and things yeah. along the way that you go through. But uh, at the end of the day, everyone is home doing what they have to do. And then you're at home and, and, and that's what you work through and you figure it out together. And I had a lot, you know, we had a lot of love at the house 
And um, that helped us persevere through a lot of things. All right. So uh, as we wrap this conversation up, what type of parting um, comment, insights that you want to provide uh, individuals listening to this particular podcast, as well as deciding whether they want to become a, a physical therapist? What, what, what type of uh, message of hope would you be able to provide for these individuals? I think uh, the physical therapy field is, a, is an amazing field because number one, it's, it's, you get to know people and you, have, you can have an effect on their life that will last a lifetime. And you're not only affecting the person you're treating, you're affecting the families that are with them. And uh, just showing that you care and spending time with them and uh, are a voice to hear and, and speak to um, and help. It's about helping people. We all need to do that more and, and, and be there and look out for each other. So yeah. I think that's a great um, opportunity because you really get to know people when you become a physical therapist at this level. So now I'm inspired. I, I appreciate that uh, parting uh, word. How do I get a hold of uh, Brett if I want to get a hold of Brett? Or what's the best way for me to take the next step with uh, Cora? You go to CoraPhysicalTherapy.com. And uh, my email is uh, B-K-O-L-N-I-C-K at CoraHealth.com. Beautiful. You are absolutely wonderful, Brett. That's right. Uh, I want to reiterate, go out to CoraPhysicalTherapy.com. You will, I mean, that's a great website, very informative, uh, easy to navigate. Uh, and uh, that's CoraPhysicalTherapy.com. Find out more. You will not be disappointed. Brett, thank you very much. What a great story. Fabulous picture. Fabulous picture. Love it. Thank you for what you do. My pleasure, Scott. Thank you for the opportunity. All right, listeners, we're going to have another great uh, conversation with another professional uh, physical therapist shortly. So stay tuned.